Alrighty, so I'm going to read the second mindfulness training and do a little talk on it. And I'm reading it from my mindfulness survival kit. I just became a member, officially became a member. And this is one of the books I got. You get two books when you become an official member. So I thought that was, you know, it's got all of the mindfulness trainings in it. So the second mindfulness training, True Happiness. Aware of the suffering caused by exploitation, social injustice, stealing, and oppression, I am committed to practicing generosity in my thinking, speaking, and acting. I'm determined not to steal and not to possess anything that should belong to others. And I will share my time, energy, and material resources with those who are in need. I will practice looking deeply to see that the happiness and suffering of others are not separate from my own happiness and suffering, that true happiness is not possible without understanding and compassion, and that running after wealth, fame, power, and sensual pleasures can bring much suffering and despair. I'm aware that happiness depends on my mental attitude and not on external conditions and that I can live happily in the present moment simply by remembering that I already have more than enough conditions to be happy. I'm committed to practicing right livelihood so that I can help reduce the suffering of living beings on earth and reverse the process of global warming. So I'm Teresa. Thanks for coming tonight. Um, I'm here to talk about the second mindfulness training, which I just read. Um, In our tradition, um, we read these five mindfulness trainings. I I was first introduced to them um, at one of my first open way meditation retreats probably about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, And and, and at all of our retreats, every six months we have a retreat, and on Friday nights we read all five of the mindfulness trainings, and then people like me share our experiences. Um, and then on Sundays we have an opportunity to take the trainings, to commit to the trainings. And so I did that about um, 10 years ago. Um, and then just a few years ago um, I just felt like you know I hadn't really um, – They'd been kind of fading, and they weren't in the forefront of my mind, and um, and so I renewed. I um, I decided to to take the trainings again. And um, one of the things that Rowan has said, um, Rowan, more than a, a time or two, is that in every training, all of the trainings exist, so that you can, by practicing one of the trainings really be practicing them all. Um, and that was important for me to hear because um, it's been, it's hard. Like, um, as I just read the second training, just one training, they're dense. They're, there's a lot there. And um, and it was, um, I you know, have my own little ADHD stuff going on. Um, 
it was easier for me. I ended up just choosing one training. I thought I'm going to just pick a training and focus on this one training. Um, and and that's, that was a, a good practice for me. So I'm just going to offer that up. And then, and then I was given the opportunity to talk about it um, um, every year from Janu January, February, March, April, May. Um, we do a training talk like this. And um, I've always been a little nervous about doing that. Um, it's taken me like 10 years <laughs> to sit up here and do this. Um, but it's been a, a good, it's been a really good practice to really bring um, my mind on to what I've been working on. And it, it's really these trainings are something that I love about this group. I'm, you know, I'm no expert on Buddhism. I'm just, you know, a fellow practitioner um, sharing with you my um, experience with the work that I've done with this training. And so sitting up here talking about it, you know, it's, I've, I've had to think about it, you know, for the last couple weeks, you know, and look back on the, the last number of years that I've worked with this training. So maybe the next retreat I'll pick another training. But um, I picked number two because it's called True Happiness, and that's a nice thing to focus on. So, um, so what is this training all about? Um, what is it all about? Um, I think the, you know, as um, Jennifer was talking about, um, Thich Nhat Hanh expanded on these trainings. I think the original training was just like, don't steal. Um, the, the trainings are all very simple. Don't kill, don't steal. You know, I mean, they're a little bit more wordy than that, but that's pretty much what it is. And so I just love that Thich Nhat Hanh and our, um, the people who have come before us have given us not just what not to do, but they've given us some guidelines on how to, what do we do. Okay, I know you don't want me to steal, but, and I know it's not good to steal, but how do I live in this world and what does it mean? You know, there's, there's got to be more to it than that. And so really, you know, the opposite of not stealing is, is being generous. And I, I just see this training is that, as, as a, um, a call to a change in mindset from, you know, that scarcity mentality to a mentality of generosity. And so um, a, a mantra that I, have, um, that I have repeated over and over throughout these years is just, there's always enough. There, there will always be enough. And it's interesting to me just to see how um, I do have to repeat that a lot. Um, and, and as I repeat it over the years, it just, it just rings true. And I don't always believe it. And I just have to say, there will always be enough. Right now, like my thought is like, oh my gosh, my kids are going to college in a couple years. And I just have to say, there will always be enough. I can still donate to the YWCA. That's my... That's my group. Um, those families, they need it more than I do. There will always be enough. When it's time for my kids to go to college, I don't know how it's going to happen, but there will always be enough. Um, and, and just that, that has come up over and over again, all sorts of things. You know, my husband went without a job for a year and a half, and there will always be enough. There was always enough. It, it, it works out. So it's just something... Um, to keep in mind, just that abundance. There's abundance. Um, and when we're 
in a mindset of scarcity and we're grasping, um, that's not helpful. Um, one of the things Ty said about the training, I got that from my book. I looked at what did Ty say about this training? And one of the things um, that um, he said was that the aim of this training is to end craving, attachments, um, grasping. And, um, and really, when I first came to Buddhism, even before coming to this center, um, I had started with a 10-day silent meditation, Vipassana retreat, where we meditated for like 120 hours in one week. Um, and the focus of that training was really about, uh, or one of the focuses, and one of the things that really has been life-changing for me is to um, really work on not craving, not feeling that attachment or that grasping. And it's, it's a hard thing, but it's what, you know, our practice of sitting with ourselves and breathing and feeling the sensations and recognizing the cravings and the attachments. And, um, and so just, you know, just those, that space in between recognizing I'm, I, I'm having a craving, just having that, that space to maybe have a shift in my mental attitude about whatever it is that I'm attached to or just a shift in maybe changing my perception or my action about that has really been life-changing. And so I, um, um, when I was first really focused on this training, um, my kids were toddlers. And um, one of the things I love to do, or that it was just kind of fun, when they would be fighting over a toy, um, I would get in there and I would go straight for the toy. And I'd say, toy, you're going to timeout. You know, you look at what you have done. You have created so much suffering. Look at Helen's face. She's suffering. Look at Dylan's face. He's suffering. Toy, what have you done? Before you were here, there was no suffering. I'm putting you in timeout on top of the refrigerator. And they would, there would be space, pause. They would, you know, they would, you know, when there was no more suffering, the toy would come back. And um, uh, so that was, that was a fun way to think about that. Um, and, and at the time, I, um, during those um, years, I have always, I still to this day, crave a camper van. I want a camper van. I love to travel. I, um, just the thought of, being able to have my, you know, shelter and a way to cook food and everything packed and ready to go and I can get in the van and just go. And that has been something that I've always wanted. And, you know, a number of years ago, I didn't get the camper van, but we got a van. And it was just a time for me to, you know, just to observe my attachments, my cravings, that whole grasping at, you know, before we got the van, because I wanted a van for a long time, and then buying the van, and that was quite a process, and then having the van, and just, um, you know, through these trainings and this practice, just noticing where my um, cravings were, and um, it was just interesting, you know, having the van, hey, it did make you know, going camping a little easier, and we could sleep in the van instead of having to pitch a tent. And but there was more things that came with it. Then I had to organize the van, and and you know, in the, it was you know, 
a month later, maybe not even that, maybe it was like two weeks later, it's not like I woke up thinking, you know, my life, like I have a van, I have achieved. You know, it, it didn't change, you know, it just, I, you know, I still, like darn it, you know, the, the other things in my life were still there, you know. So just sort of um, recognizing that um, consumption is not what makes me happy. Um, is a good lesson, and I mean it's a lesson that I, I still want to camper van. Um, but um, <laughs> you know, so one of the my favorite lines in this um, training is just about um, the remembering that that I already have more than enough conditions to be happy, and you know if that's the only thing that this training said. Um, that would be that would be enough. I mean, it's a great line. Um, I already have more than enough conditions to be happy. I, I also have more than enough conditions to be sad or angry or any of those other emotions. Um, and this is just asking us to remember, to call to mind that I have more than enough conditions to be happy. Um, and you know, thinking about the wording of that, it's just asking me to be grateful. Um, and there's, um, there's research that, you know, the last 10, 15, maybe it's even been 20 years, there's been a lot of research done about happiness. And it comes up over and over again that gratitude is a path to happiness. Um, you know, writing down, you know, three, you know, every day, if you could just write down three things that you're grateful for or um, talk about gratitude with your family before dinner or just what are you grateful for and and um and it's just about like remembering as um as this training says all the things that we take for granted um i, I have so much um and you know there i'm sure that there are people in this world that say that are saying today if only i could see your face i would be so happy or if only I could walk on my two legs, or if only I had my health. I mean, these are things that I have. I mean, I have, you know, I've never, I don't have to think about those things. They're, they've just been given to me. And there's people out there thinking, if that's the only thing I had, I would be so happy. Um, and I have those things and so much more. I have a van. I mean, like, you know, I always thought if I had a van, I would be happy, and I have one. So I'm grateful that I have a van. I'm grateful for um, so many things. Um, and um, it's not to say that we should never, like that we always have to be happy. I mean, there are things um, that provoke sadness, um, that provoke anger. And, and sometimes we do, you know, we don't want to just cover up those feelings and like, oh, you know, well, at least I have my health. Um, you know, sometimes we just have to take that sadness and hold it and be with it and comfort that sadness and, and then remember that also I have reasons to be happy. Um, so, you know, I, I don't want to belittle those other feelings or um, this isn't to just cover up those other things. But just to remember. Um, so this training points to gratitude. Um, that's where we should focus. Um, 
so then there's the last line of this training, and let me read it. When, when I first, um, at the retreat that I first was really being exposed to these trainings, I, I almost kind of laughed out loud when we get to the last line, and it says, you know, after we've heard all of these other things and you're focused on, you know, um, uh, remembering the conditions to be happy and remembering to, remembering that my suffering is your suffering and your happiness is my happiness. And then it says, and I'm committed to practicing right livelihood so that I can help reduce the suffering of living beings on earth and reverse the process of global warming. I was like, 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 you've got to be kidding. Like, how, how can I do that? Like, what are you asking of me? Like, that's hard. Um, and so for a long time, I actually, when I was practicing with this training, I would stop at the end, you know, at the line, you know, that I already have all the conditions I need to be happy. I don't even need to look at the last, because I can't, I can't carry that. Um, but then, really, the more that you read this training, and I'm gonna, I'll read it um, right as I, I finish, and I just want you to listen to it. But if you follow this training, and you really, truly can um, be with your sangha, be with your people that you work with, our community, and you can practice that mindset of inner being where your happiness is my happiness, your suffering is my suffering, practicing as we consume, you know, what am I bringing into my life? Am I buying things from companies that are exploiting their workers? Am I being conscious about um, the things that I consume? Um, as I'm doing that, I am. I am contributing to the happiness of living beings. I might not contribute to the happiness of all living beings, um, as I'm thinking about, you know, we live in a small town so that we're not driving, you know, living in some suburb. We're, you know, the way that we live our lives. We are um, working to reverse the process of global warming. Um, and so it's a reminder that, um, as Jennifer was saying, that these are, these are guidelines. They're a path. And, um, and maybe I'm only, you know, the first two steps on the path, but it's still the path. And, and I can read those last two lines and, um, and be, be comfortable and confident that I'm walking on the path um, to reducing um, suffering of living beings on Earth and reversing global warming. So I'm, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the training again, and then I'll have Nick give us a bell. Aware of the suffering caused by exploitation, social injustice, stealing and oppression, I am committed to practicing generosity in my thinking, speaking, and acting. I'm determined not to steal and not to possess anything that should belong to others, and I will share my time, energy, and material resources with those who are in need. I will practice looking deeply to see that the happiness and suffering of others are not separate from my own happiness and suffering, that true happiness is not possible without understanding and compassion, and that running after wealth, fame, power, and sensual pleasures can bring much suffering and despair. 
I'm aware that happiness depends on my mental attitude and not on external conditions, and that I can live happily in the present moment simply by remembering that I have more than enough conditions to be happy. I'm committed to practicing right livelihood so that I can help reduce the suffering of living beings on Earth and reverse the process of global warming. <laughs>